enrich yourself with the wisdom of others. Enrich yourself with the wisdom of others. Think about that. Think about the lives that are being lived around you. And you have absolutely no idea about a lot of shit, but they do. Right? Think about all that information that they have for you, that they can share, and you can take with you. Put it in your back pocket, and life moves forward. That's how we get to where we are today, technologically, um, socially, uh, you know, everything. I mean, we get so, so set apart from what we were to what we are. You know, because we learn. We learn through living our life. We make our own mistakes. But we can also take the wisdom of others. And sometimes as parents, one of the hardest things, or one of the things that you try to do to your kids, is you try to share your wisdom with them, even though they don't listen. And you try to let them know about the mistakes that you have made in your life or the mistakes somebody else has made in their life so they don't make them. Because you don't want to see your kids fail, do you? But one of the best things we can do sometimes is let them fail once they didn't listen. Enrich yourself with the wisdom of others. You know, the last couple podcasts I had, I had to do a two-part episode because... uh, My uh, Spotify for podcasters, which is what it's called now, will not let me record for more than 60 minutes at a crack. And uh, Victor Michael and I had a really good podcast rocking for quite a while. Just, just, I mean, you, you gotta listen to these episodes. I mean, if you, if you listen to part of it and it didn't pertain to you, don't worry, it will eventually pertain to you. <laughs> because uh, he, just start, he just started going through stuff and information and just... I mean, by the time I was done interviewing him for that podcast, I had to wipe my brains off the wall because my mind blew up. I mean, holy fuck, he, he's got information. If you think I have information, I don't have shit for information. That fella right there... Victor Michael, God bless you. You have information, man. I mean, I can tell he is really into it. Very enthusiastic. And uh, quite frankly, he does a hell of a lot more research than I do. And I was I was just like drinking it in. I thought, good God, I need to up my game a little bit here. <laughs> I, you know... <laughs> Victor, God dang it, man. It was it was great having you, and uh, I hope you and your family have a podcast to enjoy. And you know what, Victor? Here's the greatest part of this. Just your voice and hearing you and stuff like that. And that's part of the reason I make a podcast, because if I died tomorrow, that is etched in history. Everything I said, I am still here. I am still sharing information. And you know what? With that podcast, Victor, you have shared your information. Your kids, your grandkids, people you love, and people in the future, you're leaving a legacy by sharing all that information that you shared for everybody else. Just like writing a book. Same freaking thing. And that was you, Victor. 
my opinion is you should uh, download Spotify for podcasters and make your own podcast because you'd be very good at it and a very well-spoken man and uh, it was a good episode welcome to the poultry homestead podcast everybody i'm sure glad you're here my heavens uh have you have you ever thought of what you would do with certain birds on your property or the reason you would have certain birds on your property you know, everybody talks about how the guinea hens are like the watchdogs of your flock. They will let you know when shit is going awry. Not only that, but they eat ticks, right? So they become hugely popular because of those two things. They, they're the watchdogs and they eat ticks, you know? I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I don't really need any more ticks on my property. <laughs> so guinea hens, which I do not have right now, are one of those things that, that you'd probably want. Uh, somebody told me once that they like to go head-to-head with snakes, too. But on the flip side of that, if you wanted a bird that gets rid of snakes on your property. Um, I have heard that a peacock is the way to go. My neighbor is a huge grower of fowl, so he knows a lot about this kind of stuff. And he said, oh yeah, you know, if you don't want any snakes, you just just get yourself a, a peacock. And his peacock comes over to my place all the time. And I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen a snake in a couple years here. Not in a couple years. On, a, on our property. So that's that's okay. I mean, we just have garter snakes around here. We don't really have any, you know, I mean, we don't have uh, any just totally uh, bad, you know, venomous snakes or anything like that. We, we don't have that. But, um, yeah, you know, so, I mean, the use of the guinea hens on your property and the use of the peacocks on your property, I mean, you can already see that. Not to mention, you know, I mean, peacocks, you know, if they hear, like, a loud noise, they'll make they'll make their big call. I guess, do you call it a crow? I don't call it a crow because it sounds nothing like a crow. It sounds like a kid drowning in the lake or, try, or you know, calling for help while they're drowning in the lake. Like, hey, yeah, hey, yeah. You know, I mean, so anyway, these peacocks are out here, and every, every time something goes boom, they, they do that. So they're almost kind of like a warning system as well. You know what I mean? Um, donkeys. Uh, <laughs> donkeys are like, almost like a, a guardian dog, like a livestock guardian dog for your herd. Um, if you have a cattle or sheep or whatever, you know, I mean, if you have a donkey or, a, or an ass or whatever you call it out there with them, you know, um, they, they are the ones that uh, butt heads with like the coyotes and a lot of the predators that come after any kind of small livestock. So that's a pretty neat thing to do. And, and they also have that, uh, that big moan that they do. I, I don't know. I don't know what you'd call that, that big whatever they do. It's a pretty neat, neat thing. But anyway, you know, I mean, there is definitely use for these animals. And then, 
you know, most of you, you know, you're like, dude, I don't know about any of these other animals, but I just have chickens. Now, on our property, we have, right now, we have a cow, a horse, and 21 chickens, okay? As soon as the cow poops, you know, the cow gets grain because it's a milk cow. As soon as the cow poops, the chickens go over there. They start scraping through the poop and trying to get the grain out of it. Now, this may sound gross to you, but I don't give a shit. Anyway, they start doing that. Well, as soon as they start breaking that poop down, the flies no longer want to be a part of it. And the same goes for the horse poop. You know, horse poop that has just been dropped and is it's kind of like dog shit. Like... You'll see the dog shit, you go over there five minutes later, it's covered in flies. But if the dog shit and a chicken came up to it and started scratching through it, the flies would no longer congregate there and breed there. You know what I mean? So think about that. Along with your livestock, if you've got enough chickens and they're digging through it and they're, they're going through the cow manure, they're going through the horse manure, they're going through your dog shit, whatever. You know, they come over there and they dig through it and they, and they pick through it the flies will be less. Does that make sense? And that's, that's the goal. I mean, who wants more flies? Maybe you do, I don't know. Um, once in a while you'll see a chicken catch a fly that's very rare. I have seen it, but uh, yeah. You know, it's kind of like, um, you know, around here mosquitoes get eaten by bats and by dragonflies. You know, we have a lot of mosquitoes, and I've seen a few dragonflies around. And the bats, I really haven't seen too many bats around. Um, when I was a little kid, you know, I was always awake late. Now, I'm really not awake late enough, because I get up early in the morning and I appreciate my sleep. So, you know, those are nice to have around for, you know, getting rid of mosquitoes. Same with flies. Flies, butterflies, grasshoppers, all that shit. You know, these... Uh, these barn swallows, they, they build, you know, nests on your property. They piss you off because they build a nest on your porch. And they're ruining the paint on your porch or whatever it, whatever it may be. They actually eat a lot of bugs. They eat a lot of flies, they eat a lot of bugs, they eat a lot of everything. You know, and that to me is precious. So I never try to, I always let them breed and let them hatch out and let them liberate their young ones before I ever tear their nest down. You know what I mean? So that's always a good idea. You know what I mean? There's, there's a many ways that you can use all these animals, you know? If you don't like mowing your yard, if you have a fenced-in yard, you can take a cow, a sheep, your your, your cooney cooney pigs. You know, cooney cooney pigs don't uproot stuff. Any pigs with long noses, they uproot a lot of things, but the cooney cooney pigs don't do that. They actually eat and forage on stuff. You know, so they'll eat all your dandelions, they'll eat your grass, they'll eat, you know, they eat everything. Say with the cows, they'll eat everything. Horses, they like to eat grasses and stuff like that and graze on pasture. But uh, they're a little bit picky uh, as to what they eat because their stomach is a little different. You know what I mean? But you know what, I mean, you can regeneratively farm. Oh my God, the neighbor's peacock's in the front yard and he's, he's all fanned out. That's so cool. Um, but you, you can, you can use your farm to your advantage, you know. Um, another thing that you can do is you can take a, uh, 
you know, like your garden. Once you're done gardening for the year, you can let the chickens go in there and then scratch everything up and really tear up that garden. Or you can take all the stuff out of the garden and throw it in the chicken pen and then they can tear it up for you, you know what I mean? All this stuff, you know, working into farming, working into your farm, that can be a huge asset to you. And knowing how to use your animals and what kind of animals to have on your property to get rid of the stuff you don't want. Like say you don't like snakes, get peacocks. Yeah, they might make a little noise, but uh, I'll take peacock mice any day. I don't really want snakes anywhere near me. <laughs> you know, and um, you know, I mean, we don't have too many ticks on our property because the neighbor's guinea hens come over. Do we have a lot of guinea hens over here? No, he's only got a few now. But, you know, these are important things, you know, to people. You know, some people are really grossed out by certain stuff and some people are really afraid of certain things. So you, you can abate these things that you're afraid of or grossed out by by getting an animal or a creature on your farm that will abate that. Or something that, like, like, for instance, you know, we have a dairy cow and we have chickens. The chickens make use of the food that the dairy cow does not. Okay? Like I told you, it goes right through the cow shed. So, we get milk and we get eggs for buying feed for one animal. Just to put it to you in those terms. And if we had enough pasture on our property, which we don't, but if we had enough pasture on our property, we wouldn't even have to buy feed so much for that one animal because it would eat all the nice grass and everything and get all the vitamin E and nutrients and everything that we wanted for all that milk just from pasture. You know what I mean? I mean, this is pretty groundbreaking and, and, you know, stuff that you can do. I mean, if you have the amount of land that you want, you have the amount of grass on that land or, or the lay of the land or however it is that you want, you can really make good things of it, you know? But, yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's an endless cycle of homesteading. And, you know, I mean, the regenerative farming uh, movement has been coming forward. Am I there? Do I have that much land? You know what? I do have land, but I make other uses with that land, which is okay. But you know, in the future, maybe I'll have more land and I will make better use of it and spend less money and have less of a relationship with that feed store and more of a relationship with how my animals are fed and producing. You know what I mean? So, I mean, there's, it's, it's, it's a heck of a circle. And I know it can be kind of complicated sometimes. But, if, I mean, if you Google, like, regenerative farming and all that stuff, or um, I have a snake problem or a spider problem or whatever, what kind of creature do I have that will get rid of that for me? You know, that, those are important things. Those are important. So, you know... I mean, just something to think about, something to something to put in your back back pocket there a little bit, and um, 
yeah, you know, I mean, these, these beautiful animals that we have on our homesteads, you know, whether it be the quail, the chickens, the guinea hens, the, the ducks, the geese, the cows, the horses, you know, I mean, and, and the garden product that we have, it can all help each other out in one way or another. So something to think about, something to put your head on to and, and, and really move yourself forward in your farming practices. Uh, without having to pony up a whole hell of a lot of cash, if you know what I mean, right? So anyway, thank you for tuning in to the Poultry Homestead Podcast today. God dang it, I'm sure glad you showed up. But anyway, you know, I mean, it's uh, it's Father's Day today, and by golly, I think I'm going to, you know, uh, we're, we're, we're kind of cleaning around the house here a little bit and doing some stuff. Uh, our house is going to be getting painted this week, so uh, looking forward to that too. Anyway, thank you for tuning in today. I certainly appreciate it. And by golly, happy Father's Day to all you fathers out there. I mean, there's there's a lot of you, I'm sure. And um, you know, we we have a lot to uh, we have a lot to be thankful about as fathers. You know, I mean, Father's Day isn't necessarily just for the father in all of us. Uh, it could be about being a father. You know, because I I know I'm certainly honored to be a father and if that privilege was taken away from me tomorrow I would be just destroyed you know what I mean so thank God and heaven above that I get this chance every day to be a father and I am so thankful for that and I know the rest of you fathers are too only a father can know about that same with a mother for that matter but you know what those of you who do have kids, or are going to be having kids, or plan on having kids, whatever works for you, happy Father's Day. And you know what? Show your father that you appreciate him today, whether they're in heaven or on earth. I suppose I got shit to do. Anyway, have a good one.